Hey, this is Aaron coming to you from the future. Um, what you're about to hear, we recorded yesterday, but I wanted to give you a little bit of context. Um, we are trying to figure out, or I guess I'm trying to figure out how to write a landing page for torchlight.dev and Sean is walking me through um, how he would do it. And so we spend a lot of time like searching online for people talking about syntax highlighting, that sort of thing. I've cut out a lot of the dead air, but this is, I mean, this probably took us an hour and a half and I've cut it down to just about an hour. Um, at the very end, my power went out for some reason. And so I've spliced together um, what I could, but it does, you may hear that my microphone um, changes there at the very end, but it's still fine and it's just a short part. So um, enjoy. Okay, so Aaron, you and I are going to go through your torchlight.dev website. So Torchlight is your code highlighting service that you threw together for our documentation mm-hmm. uh, and you're bundling it into a separate product that we can sell. Correct. And you are going to teach me how to write better uh, landing pages. Theoretically. Theoretically. So tell me about this PDF framework real fast. Right. Pain dream fix. So it's just a formula for how you structure your copy. Uh, sort of a loose formula. I don't stick to it strictly, but it's a, it's a good one. There are other ways to write a landing page, but this one works works pretty well. So you start with describing the pain that your customers feel, what it would look like if that pain was solved, so the dream. And then, and then you go into the details about your product, how you fix it, etc. Um, okay, so, so is this like a long is, form copy kind of thing? It can be. Can it tends to be longer form okay. copy. Uh and then like long form is like what's your definition of that, right? Like lots of people mm-hmm. have different takes on what that looks like. I think, you know, my landing pages that I did for like my book and for the for all my other stuff, like newsletter, podcast, et cetera, et cetera, they all follow the PDF formula and some of them are longer than others and none of them I think would equal like what traditionally people would call like the long form landing page. Okay. Like those are those landing pages that you hit and you just keep reading and right. reading just and go reading on forever. forever. And if they're done really well, they're great. Like if you're, you get sucked into it and you just read this thing by the time you're done reading it, you're ready to throw the money. So, um, but yeah, mine are, mine are not like that. Mine are a lot lighter. Uh, there's some, there's more reading than, on a lot of website and a lot of landing pages, but okay. I think the main thing is that it needs to be research driven. Okay. Well, I have a bunch of, um, so I have a couple of things that I've researched, so I will slack this to you and then we'll talk about it here. Um, so this was the first place. This is a blog post by Miguel. Sorry. Piedrafita. Um, the guy in the Laravel community. Um, so this is a blog post about his journey with syntax highlighting. Um, 
the very first line says, when it comes to highlighting code blocks, it may seem like there aren't many options available. 90% of websites use either Prism or Highlight. Uh, they often miss the mark um, on correctly highlighting things to the point where some users opt to highlight code manually. And then he links out to a tweet where the guy is saying, um, he says, this guy on Twitter says, nope, I manage my code highlights manually because every highlighting library makes mistakes and I want them to be perfect. Um, so there's some pain in getting it right, it sounds like. Some frustration that it doesn't get the syntax right. Um, and then this blog post goes on in great detail to talk about how to um, install this JavaScript package that has to be run in Node. It can't be run in the browser. And so how to make a build step and a build process to read all your files, highlight all the code, write them all back out. Um, and this is what I went through. This is what I went through for our docs was like, I had to, you know, get a node build step that we didn't have before just so that I could build our docs, just so that our code highlighting would work properly. Um, and it was a pain. Yeah. So, all right. So I would rate this as middling research material for a landing page. Okay. So what we're looking for, so there's, there's definitely stuff in here, right? Like there's implied pain. We can sort of like read between the lines okay, and see that. Um, the guy saying that he wants the syntax highlighting to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not really a pain. I mean, I, I guess like, if you're a perfectionist and you want your code to be perfect, then that's a, that's painful to you. But a pain would be more like, like, why does, why does he want it to be perfect? What's the problem there? Right. So then if he told us why, like if there's a reason behind it, which there may very well be, that's Mm -hmm. what we really would want. Like, so we would really want, I have tried, I have over the years used syntax. Oh, here's my pain. I have over the years used syntax highlighters for my blog posts that I write for my technical blog posts. And like, they seem to work for about a year and then they stop working and then <laughs> they're incredibly fiddly. It's really annoying to set them up. So you've either got that or you've got like code pen, which is probably bulletproof, but then it's huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's just way more than what you just really want to highlight some code in the middle of a post. Like you don't want a code pen in the middle of a post. Um, so like that's a pain, right? I'm like, I, the pain is, it is super annoying to fiddle with these things and they go out of date. Like, they stop working <laughs> really yeah. quickly for, for whatever reason. And that, that is, I think not, that is like a shared pain that I, I'm pretty sure Andrew had too. So what, tell me more about what Andrew was saying. Like why Andrew was all like jumping on this. Why? Yeah. So I showed this to Andrew um, and explained the process to him. And I was like, here's the deal. All of these JavaScript libraries suck. Um, and they're more than that. They're just a pain to get right. Like they're a pain to get implemented. And he said, 
he said that he had put, he's got a contractor. He put a contractor on the code highlighting stuff for a while. They couldn't get it figured out and they didn't like, like they didn't like how it was going. Like they got some stuff figured out and they didn't like it and it didn't look good. But he said the whole process of like getting it all installed and run through their, I guess, Webpack or Webpacker, whatever he's using. He said it was just a nightmare and he gave up. Um, so that sounds to me like a common, like that's how I have felt before, except this time I kind of had to stick with it because we want our product to look, you know, extremely good. Um, so he was excited because he doesn't want to think about it. He just wants to be able to um, have something basically in lo- like um, read his markdown and do it all for him without having to install any JavaScript or CSS or anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So like he's got a pretty complicated build process. He's got his own custom setup for how he's rating his code, trying to like add it's basically just adding more complexity to an already complicated process and it didn't go mm-hmm. well and it also didn't look as good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So while you're talking, I'm Googling around checking stuff. So I'm like in hacker news. I Googled around for like syntax highlighting. Mm-hmm. Um, hacker news is funny because it's a bunch of like posts, like syntax highlighting is childish. It's like training wheels. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Like this, <laughs> turn off syntax highlighting, uh, syntax highlighting shortcomings, etc. So they're talking about visual, like you know, code editors. So that's mm-hmm. a different, a different thing. But I did find right off the bat syntax highlighting in a web page without JavaScript posted 13 days ago, 71 oh. minutes, and a lot of comments. So I was just okay. about to like cruise through those. Uh, so like. All right. So first comment, Hacker News is like, I'm so smart. Look, I knew that things could be done on the server. Like, <laughs> the trend to render everything client side is troubling to me. Like, mm. Such a waste of resources. Okay. Uh, so that's going to collapse that comment thread. What's so special about this is the way websites have been doing syntax highlighting before people started using JavaScript libraries. Uh, blah, blah, blah. React view, Angular, people don't know how to do this stuff. Okay, nothing there. By running the same JavaScript on the server or in a build step. Okay. Smarky comment. So, you know, Hacker is always useful. I did, I did, like, um, jump over to the Reddit where the guy linked over to the Reddit conversation too. Mm-hmm. There's no comments there. Reddit conversations are actually a lot better for this most of the time. Mm. I was thinking the next step would be going to like Reddit, like the the web design or web developer subreddit, looking for code highlighters and seeing mm. if we can find okay. uh, articles about that, like code hiding, code, code highlighting articles or blogs or something like that. So th- this is interesting. This Hacker News one is interesting to me because it also requires a build step. And maybe like, maybe that's something that maybe that's something that speaks more to me and potentially Andrew is I'm primarily a Laravel developer. Like, obviously I can do JavaScript because I've built this thing, but 
we don't we don't really have like build steps like we're not i mean not to build the site right so having a syntax highlighter that doesn't require a build step is a pretty nice thing for me yeah and you know what like that's yeah it seems like maybe we should look in the reddit this the laravel subreddit um because i don't have as much aversion to the build step right and that's probably right. because it's just different worldview diff different mm-hmm. culture so what's a culture that shares your world worldview um so we would want to look so i'm in the laravel subreddit so i'm going to see here go to highlighting Let's see what we can get oh another go thing that andrew media posts yeah go ahead another thing that andrew really cared about was i showed him the ability like how torchlight supports um line highlighting and get diffing and line focusing um all all of that kind of stuff so you can like you can um you can control a lot of the style just by adding code comments without having to you know do any um javascript so you can blur stuff out you can show ads and deletes you can do collapsible code blocks all of that stuff um and he was he was really keen on that because that was something that he wanted line numbers is another one that you don't usually get right okay so all that stuff in the pain dream fix context is going to go in the fix section and it's all good um but we're still looking for pain yeah so far not getting really very um crispy very painful pains (laughs) um like i want to see other people other than me i mean this exists for sure but it helps to get like a lot of different people talking about the problem and then you can it really helps shape your copy so let's see here it's a plugin for so i'm in laravel i was looking for syntax highlighting just trying to find just trying to find stuff um it's kind of tough. I don't know if you got some ideas to how I could like, as I'm researching tease out the, the difference between like syntax highlighting in an editor versus um, uh, you, you could look specifically for like prism or, Oh, that's um, great. That's a great idea. Cause we could see what people hate about prism, which would yeah. be perfect. Uh, this is the wrong Reddit. Let's see here. You drying a, a thing full of nickels back there. I don't know what I did. This is Beth. Beth is 100% in charge of laundry. That's her. That's her chore. I do dishes and cooking and all that stuff. But she had to leave me with some laundry to do today, which probably did it wrong. She has a lot of rules about how to do that. I'm That'll sure teach, that teach her to put you in charge again. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Web development. Yeah, I'm not finding much in the Laravel subreddit for highlighting or prism or anything. Okay, so how bad is it if no one's talking about it? Is that pretty bad? It doesn't mean that nobody's talking about it. We just haven't... It takes some time to find a, to find a good 
source of pain. Uh, I wouldn't say that this means anything yet. Okay. But like I'm looking, you know, like I'm thinking of different approaches now. I'm thinking like, all right, so we're not finding anything like specifically about like why they hate highlight or prism. That doesn't mean that people don't hate it. Mm-hmm. It just means nobody bothered to write about it. Like I had that. I didn't write about it. It's not like a, mm-hmm. you know, True. a thing you could go try searching on Twitter, by the way, that might be a good um, yeah, that's where I'm going now. place to look for complaints. Uh, the, the other thought is like, okay, so the, there are syntax highlighting libraries. So like, what are the problems that people are trying to solve there? So I'm kind of like thinking, thinking it through that way. See if I can find something. If that's an angle, right? Because like, okay, you you're basically launching a competitor to highlight or um, prism, big prism, yeah, mm-hmm. pigment or something too, right? Maybe I don't know. But anyway, so what's their pitch? And can we kind of go down that path? Prisms is dead simple, light as a feather, extensible, intuitive, blazing fast, and easy styling. So 2015 Highlight JS launch, there's a Hacker News rant about like, why isn't it done on the server? It's such a waste <laughs> of energy. That's not a business, right? Like, I don't know. Correct. It's just like nerds nerding out. So, but it is a, it is at this point a pattern <laughs> that right. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. So like Highlight JS, they're like, ooh, it supports line numbers. Sweet. Like this would be, uh, I mean, Highlight JS does not, at least in 2015, probably does now. Um, but somebody's like, ooh, I really like it to have line numbers. I might actually fork this entire library. Right. Supporting callouts. All right. So that's something Andrew said, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to annotate groups of one or more lines. Mm-hmm. I was never really a big fan of Highlight JS. Seemed too heavy. I've been using mm-hmm. Rainbow. Probably I wrote Rainbow. Um, like, probably the guy leaving the comment wrote Rainbow. <laughs> What's the recommended way of using something like this? Is it possible to make a click all checkbox for other languages? I don't know what that means. Example code at Elixir is out of date syntax. See, that's a big one. And this, the one that, the one that we use uses VS codes engine. So it's going to get the weird stuff, right? Yeah. Language detection. Rainbow looks untouched. Yeah, I'm looking at an article from 2015, so I'm really doing some sleuthing right now. Favorite syntax highlighting library. Best feature returns a continuation of the code, which means you can highlight code that's being streamed to you line by line. Why is that? Why why do you care about that? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Dead easy to implement. Set it and forget it. Link to my thing that I probably built on the side. So pigments is like the server side thing which is probably why because i haven't looked at the stuff in so long i probably (laughs) why i remember that let me see here pigments okay python syntax highlighter interesting yeah that's why i know about that yeah (laughs) oh yeah i used to be a python programmer Uh, Okay. Let's plug for my syntax. All right, I got some new. So, okay, here's the thing I did. So, I'm basically doing Sales Safari, which is the thing that Amy Hoy and Alex Tillman teach in their class. Mm-hmm. Thirty by five hundred. Got to call that out because that's where this all comes from for me. Great. The, uh, I should have said that at the beginning. The 
thing that I just did now was as I was going through that old Hacker News thing, I noticed that they were using different words to describe the thing that I okay. was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I just copy pasted syntax highlighting library into a search of mm. Y Combinator. So like Hacker News. So I'm searching mm-hmm. Hacker News for syntax highlighting library and already got obviously more useful results. So that's an improvement over where we are now. Are you using the Algolia HN search thing? Oh, just go to Google. Or You're the, just doing Google. The URL bar. I say site news.ycombinator.com and then search for the thing. Uh, so then, all right, shameless plug. I see very little difference to pigments. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm interested in your package. Haha. <laughs> but as a Go programmer, I spend my holidays writing a colorizer package in Go. Okay, see, this is like every other Hacker News comment ever on every article. It's like, I wrote this thing already. Uh, looking at Sublime Text 3, blah, blah, blah. One thing I love about this language is the downloaded stuff compiles. I don't care about that. Some guy complaining about him saying shameless plug. <laughs> okay, that's useless. Lots of complaining. For code highlighting without requiring visitors to run JavaScript. Man, Hacker News is so useless. All right. So I'm going to take syntax oh, highlighting. We do that. Library. That totally and counts I'm going to go <laughs> to web development Reddit. Give this a try. Okay. As absurd as it is, we can, we can trade on the no JavaScript thing because we don't require it. Oh, web dev. That's what I need. Not web development slash web dev. Much better. Okay. Reddit.com slash r slash web dev. And you're doing syntax. Here we go. Here we go. All right. We're going to get more stuff now. Decent server side syntax highlighting library in Go. Uh, let's see here. I need to look up. Oh, there's a very, there's just very few hits on this at all. Yeah, this one's four years ago. The other one's eight years ago. Accurate and powerful eight years ago. Yeah, last commit was seven years ago. <laughs> Let's see. Where else could I look? It's another good. So the different sites, like places that you might look, call those Amy and Alex, call those watering holes mm-hmm. so it's where just people go to hang out so i'm just trying to think of other watering holes syntax highlighter how if i just google like laravel syntax highlighter i know it's not laravel but like if you did an inter- you know like i think people seem to be thinking about it that way or maybe like php Syntax highlight. How to highlight code on the server side with PHP in Laravel. Written yeah, read four, that. Four so, years ago. Could still be useful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they use highlight.php, which is a JavaScript port of highlight.js. That's what this article is talking about. And like that's fine. Um, you still you still run into all the same problems that you have with highlight JS, but so <laughs> I like this. I found a Stack Overflow PHP syntax highlighting. It's from 
oh god 12 years ago all right never mind i'm not even gonna read this but he did <laughs> he did experience a lot of pain and then hilariously wrote his own library which is like <laughs> how many times are we gonna see that that's this is cracking me that's up. that's why we're here because <laughs> i did that <laughs> so geshi is another thing i'm i'm finding g-e-s-h-i g-e-s-h-i never heard of that somewhat active last commit was june of last year so that's something i'd imagine these things are relatively stable yeah (laughs) just trying to load a dev2 article about how to highlight add syntax highlighting to your code and bombs out on the syntax highlighter which is (laughs) all right i got it to load prism all right so it's a prism let's see if there are any comments no comments so that's that's a bad sign, right? Like in June of 2020, you get a dev two article about adding syntax highlighting uh, with zero comments and like almost no likes or anything. So that tells me not a lot of people care about this. Like that's one, that's one data point that starts pointing to that. Um, And also like, okay, we're just not finding anything that's really like rocketing to the forefront of any mm-hmm. of these searches that we're doing could still be that we're not searching for the right thing could still be we're not looking in the right place uh but the more and more we look at the common places that you and i know about for mm-hmm. dev articles and find nothing then the more it's like okay well it's just not a thing that anybody's thinking about well not very many people okay so then what <laughs> it could still be a pain and it still is obviously um it's not like a big pain. So then I don't know. I think it's like for me, I, we barely spent like 30 minutes here. I'd probably spent a couple more hours mm-hmm. doing this very thing. Keep going, 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 going down this rabbit hole. Like, okay, I learned people call it this. I learned about Geshi. I learned about this, this, this. There's this different site I could search through, etc. You keep doing that for a few hours. Come up with a different idea of like, well, all right. So who else is doing code highlighting? It's also like writers so maybe Mm -hmm. we're looking in the wrong spots maybe it's more like documentation maintainers that care about it um so like syntax highlighting for documentation do you get that out of the box with documentation libraries i don't know um like i don't we we clearly didn't so right uh we ended up with our own uh so what do you think i should do next spend a couple hours continuing to research or start reaching out to people using Laravel and common Mark. I would keep doing research. Okay. Like I wouldn't, I would research until you know what the answer is. And the answer could be like, okay, this is nothing. Uh, and I think you'll, you know, that's several hours of, of work at least like, digging and digging and digging. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the right amount of time would be, but the thing is like, as you keep digging and digging, you'll eventually know you'll be like, okay, I see this pattern over and over again. I see the same thing over and over again. Like what we were, we were kind of seeing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting to get a feel for like how people are thinking about this, you know, and what they, how they talk about it, words they use to talk about it. Um, 
it doesn't seem to be like a really big problem. Probably people just get it to like sort of work once on their article and then, yeah, my article is out of date. Like mine, mine's just sitting there. It's all broken. Like if I load any of my, mm-hmm. any of my blog posts now, like my, uh, my syntax highlighting is totally, totally garbage. Oh yeah. It's just like one single line. All of my code is just all mushed together into one single line right now. Yeah. Mm, fantastic. Right. Okay. But I don't really care because I'm not. <laughs> and if I did care, I would just have to go back through and probably use the same like prism or whatever. I don't even remember what I use. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got to fix it. There's probably some dependency that's out of date or I, I don't know what it is. I just have to update it, spend a little time there. Um, hmm. So, so, you know, the thing is we talked about getting this into Roku. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because, like, it is a problem. And, like, if I was in the middle of doing something, you know, like, I'm setting up a Heroku instance for our documentation or something. Exactly. Which you could do that. And then you see that there's an add-on for syntax highlighting that, like, will just work and work server-side. And, you know, because you you care about that. (laughs) Because apparently lots of developers care about that. And then, you know, like, it kind of ticks all the ticks all the boxes and you can just click a checkbox and throw it in there and it'll stay up to date. Yeah, maybe maybe that would work. That's kind of that. It's like the uh I don't know, you got to do more research, but like the cuz I feel like I'm jumping to conclusions off of 30 minutes of digging around. Right. It's probably a mistake. But like based on this data, it's like, oh, this really feels like nobody really cares that much. There's not that much interest in it, but it is a problem. People are trying to like solve it every now and then and spin in their wheels and it is annoying and so if there was like a you know easy quick solution that i could spend like a little bit like if i i personally as you know i have business mindset so i wouldn't mind spending whatever i don't know what you're gonna price it at like 10 bucks a month or something i'd do i'd do something like that in a heartbeat okay what um What's the downside to writing the landing page from my own pain instead of doing all the research? Uh, well, the same downside as what I've been saying, which is that I feel uncomfortable. Well, not uncomfortable. I feel like it's a mistake to make a these conclusions mm-hmm. about how people think and feel about syntax highlighting based on the one you know 45 minutes of research that we just did so well it would be less on that and more about the things that i went through that were frustrating to me so i can write from my own experience and just kind of pretend it is a universal experience and see if it resonates i know that that's like well it's just a wild ass guess right it's less less ideal well, it's not. It's just a wild ass guess. It's based on nothing. That's all it is. Well, it's, it's not based on nothing. It's based on my experience, right? That's something. It's essentially, not a, nothing. It's not a lot, but it's something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a something, but it's like uh, <laughs> it's like when you're playing Battleship, and you know, I tell you like B four misses. Well, you got something for your next guess. You know what I mean? Like that's about as much information as you have right now. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, you're slightly more likely to hit it on the next one. 
you have a little more information than that because you know like Andrew and I have this pain so that's a little bit more uh but yeah I would say right now you just don't know enough to know like is this even worth worth doing um I mean at this point maybe it's I mean there's no no harm in like it's opportunity cost at this point what else could you be doing instead right hmm okay well but if I were, if it was me at this point, I would spend several more hours doing research, like way more research until I was like, okay, this is not a thing. Uh, and then just bail on it or open source it or do something like that. Yeah. See, I feel like, I feel like there are, there are people that want to use it and it would be better to reach out to them before bailing on it. Like Andrew? Yeah, Andrew and maybe one or two people that tweeted back at me online when I was going through building it. Oh, that's data. What did they show me? Send me the tweet. Let me see that. Did they just say I'm interested or did they say like, oh my God, I had this problem, blah, 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 and this would be awesome. Like what what kind of pattern was it? Let me see. One said, this looks great. How do I find out more and use it? Um, okay, this one says, this is awesome. Looking forward to following this. I'm currently working with Mode Mirror, Code Mirror, which certainly has its quirks. So that's not super strong. Code Mirror has its quirks? Yeah. Quirks. What's Code Mirror? We haven't looked at that at all. Yeah, Code Mirror looks, I think I looked at that. It was like a... Um, it was like a interactive text editor. Ah, gotcha. It's like, uh... oh, that's interesting. CodePen sponsors them. What if they use them? Um, Travis Northcutt responded and said, "I don't get it. What is it?" <laughs> this was <laughs> months ago or a month ago. Um. I didn't understand what it was either. I think that just was a yeah, uh, just a simple like problem with the copy on the existing landing page. Yeah, I think so. Which is what I'm trying to fix here. Yeah, like every time I find these uh, listicles, you know, of like here's the top five best code syntax highlighters, which is good. Like it's always that's always a data point. You know, you hit those, and if you go. Like I don't actually, I look in Smashing Magazine. Sometimes that's a good place for this, but um, you can sort of start to get a feel for like what's something that is more popular than other articles. And those are getting like nothing. I mean, we have some of this problem with the Query Builder too. Mm-hmm. That's more of like a. Uh, there's just not much data. <laughs> there's right. not going to be <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you would think something that lots of people do. Yeah. And we're getting very little data. Yeah. Is, that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like everyone, everyone does uses code highlighting on their, you know, if their blog has code snippets, they use something. Yeah. And to me, <laughs> Do you know, honestly, I would still probably just use Highlight.js or whatever because I could just drop in the little script snippet thing and then put my 
pre tag or whatever in there, and then mm-hmm. it just does it. I don't like what are the are there a ton of extra steps with this? That's like my initial thoughts. I'm like, I know the highlight jest thing. I just drop in the script tag and then they highlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there is you could you could take a guess at the um, maintaining stale highlighting like maintaining over a long time the syntax highlighting could be one of those things that it's like you could sell it individually to places that clearly do a lot of syntax highlighting mm-hmm. so direct outreach kind of thing you could try the Heroku thing I mean I would imagine there's no way that somebody that has a whole catalog of developer oriented content doesn't hate the syntax highlighting right or has written their own or something yeah so if you wanted to do like a conversation with somebody about that to kind of get started that might be worth it find somebody um with a lot of content like that like what's joel do for all the syntax highlighting Mm. um I think probably he hired Pete to do it for him. Probably. What's Dave do? Dave wrote, Dave wrote his own. He wrote his own based on the same engine that we're, we're using. That's how I first found heard about this engine. So that's, a, that's data to me. Like Dave cares a lot about this, writes a lot of code like that. Didn't find anything and wrote his own. Yeah. Probably if he found your thing, he would have used it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? I mean, honestly, now that I know, like it uses the Visual, um, Visual Studio syntax mm-hmm. highlighter. Like it's really appealing to me if I do more content in the future because it's like, oh, well, that's going to actually work. Mm-hmm. And you get to use all of, all of their themes too. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like that would be way better than whatever janky thing I I did originally. Yeah, yeah. so maybe find four more pe- few more people that write blog posts like that. Find out what they're doing for the syntax highlighter. That'd be some research. And then you could get you could probably get some really good pain from conversations with them, uh, which then you could mine for the copy on your landing page. And then based on research that we just did now, this is super tiny product for sure. Super, super tiny. But like, I think word of mouth would help win this one a lot. So the people that, you know, care about this stuff Mm -hmm. will like find the tool that works for them. What were you going to charge for it? I have plans set up. Um, I think it's nine and based, it's based on number of requests. Um, maybe it's nine, 19 and 49 or something. I would Is there a way to do like a WordPress plugin. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I think. Forget the pain dream fix thing. Okay. Focus on the landing page being really clear what it is really, okay. really clear. It's not clear right now. It's too fancy. Like it's not, it just needs to be really direct and straightforward. Like 
use the visual studio code syntax highlighter in your blog posts add with one line in your word with your word this wordpress plugin or whatever and then focus on a platform i think wordpress probably is the best well i don't know maybe there's something most developers are not on wordpress maybe there's like a um, netlify marketplace Mm -hmm. now i don't know if there is or gatsby is not the thing gatsby's a thing so maybe there's a gatsby marketplace something like that be like add code add syntax highlighting to your gatsby blog with one one line and then list the benefits and then show examples that would be that probably work like if there's anybody out there at all <laughs> which i think there is and then you find the right place okay well i can start i can start there but with laravel because all of that is already built Oh, okay. You got a Laravel marketplace you could jump into? No, I'm sorry. I've got a I've got the Laravel extension. I've got like everything needed technically to make it work in Laravel is already built. And it's it's got a it. it's like a one line installation thing. I could just start by writing the homepage that way. Barry's working on the Ruby markdown thing for Andrew. You know what? Yeah, I mean just see just try it. See how far it gets with like a really clear, plain landing page that just straight up says exactly what it is exactly why it's better do fewer iterations on that until and like show it to people until people are like oh like instead of being like what is it i don't mm-hmm. get it <laughs> mm-hmm. as soon as you start getting like oh i get it then then you could roll with it hmm. okay well not exactly a home run but I at least know where to go next. But I would do, I mean, still do the research for sure. Cause that would still help with the landing page. But like, if you can't find anything, which I kind of think maybe you won't, then that would be a possible path. Yeah. Okay. To give it a try. Cause like, okay. If we're talking about opportunity cost, well, it's not that much more work to do something where you could make a simple landing page and get it into a marketplace you know, where people might discover it. Right. Like a really big marketplace, like a WordPress thing, a WordPress plugin, or somehow get it into Gatsby. I don't know if that's possible. You know, something like that would, and then the amount of time you'd have to spend to do that is probably pretty minimal. So this is the point, this is the point where I normally give up, right? I've got something that's technically extremely cool and totally works and is ready to go. And then at this point, I'm like, ah, this is stupid. Nobody wants this. And then six months later, I look online and people are doing either the exact same thing or something way simpler. And they're just like, (laughs) they have no shame whatsoever. And they're like, look at this awesome thing I did. And it's totally working. And now it's at 3K (laughs) MRR. And so I'm just frustrated. Like, I don't want to do that again. Like, we're here. We've got the API. We've got the back end where you can issue tokens. We've got the whole thing like working and it works great and it's wonderful. And now I'm just like, uh, should I just give it up, give up and move on to something else? <laughs> and that feels frustrating. Like I've been there and it's frustrating, you know? Well, I feel like that is a, a process problem, not a you problem. Like that's why 
that Amy and Alex have the whole sales safari thing, and that's where you start. Right, you're, you're supposed to do that before. But there's got to yeah. be something to like, like, I am a, I am a smart person who has experienced a lot of these pains and I can fix them. Right. Like not every, not every product is created from wandering around watering holes. Right. Some are just like, man, this process sucks and I'm going to fix it. Right. And I think this process does suck and you came up with a better solution for it. Um, it's just hard to backwards engineer, get your way back to like the marketing copy and the marketing plan. Cause like you currently have a market of one or like, I don't know, three cause mm-hmm. Andrew's interested and some other guy. So you have a market of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only thing, you know, so it'd be different if it was like, you've been on, you've been doing client projects for 10 years on an every one, you end up writing the stupid syntax highlighter thing and everybody always wants it. And they've been paying you to do it, you know, over and over again. Right. Like that's a different. Yeah. For versus sure. I just did, you know, this one site and I did this documentation thing was a pain. I mean, I'm not saying like there's, there's information here. I, I am feeling like it's a real problem that I think some people would pay money for. Uh, I think it's probably more of like an open source project, though it can't be right because it's got to run. Well, I don't know. I guess it could be. It could be open sourced, and they could run it on their own servers and have to like install it and do all that crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think that the brilliant part about doing the research first is that you have these low points when you're doing a product and I did too for every single one of mine, even, you know, sketching a CSS that made, you know, almost 200,000 bucks or whatever. So <laughs> I was like, I, I would feel these low points too, exactly like you are now, but then I could reassure myself by looking at the data. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the data to do that, you're still sort of like, it's a guess. Should I be spending the time? And then you're, then these like insecurities and doubts that everybody has cause you to stop. So it's kind of a brilliant thing to have the data first and then, and then go forward. But then also people fall into so many traps of making something that nobody cares about or wants because they think that they're really smart and they came up with this solution that everybody wants, like that is obviously a better solution than what everybody else is doing. And instead it's like, it's not related to like a pain that people had. It's like, I came up with this much more clever solution. It's more like me oriented than them oriented. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's, it's not focused on the, somebody else having a pain. (laughs) So that's the problem. I think with the, like solve your own problem approach, which is what Colleen did and it's working out for her. Right. So it's not like to say that that approach is totally useless. Right. Um, But you get, so much more out of the like research approach first. But yeah, I mean, I would say right now you, you ignore this feeling because it's not really, what are you going to do about it? You can't like, you have a couple choices in front of you. You have drop it or, and spend my time on something else. 
or you could spend what do you think like you need a couple hours to do like a proper launch to the Laravel community yeah I think so like because you got to just have a clear landing page that's the main problem right now yep that's it so you could try a proper launch to the Laravel community and I would say it's worth it to try and wrap it up as a WordPress plugin I, I totally agree or whatever something some other thing like Gatsby has more traction you know so maybe you do if that's a thing you could do that and then if nothing's if you're not getting nothing from that then I, at that point it's like I would give up oh and also do the research like there's still I, I still feel like I would probably spend like another half a day or a day like just digging and digging and digging and trying to really understand how people think about their syntax highlighters when they're who's using it when are they using it why are they why are they such a pain you know mm-hmm. like I know uh, and then I would definitely talk with Dave talk with other people that do that like have individual calls the problem with those those are really tricky though to do like individual customer calls like that when you're doing customer research it's very very hard to get people to be honest about like yeah <laughs> if they would buy it or not you know or if it's really a pain for them or not um it's really tricky to get there yeah so but i mean dave did his own entire solution that is like a pretty good data point yeah for sure if a lot of people are doing that that's a really good data point so that's not nothing so i mean you're not crazy by the way like i think this is an actual thing it's just uh we didn't happen to find very much data <laughs> in a quick like 45 minutes of googling yeah doesn't make me feel awesome <laughs> um okay well not find any data yeah. yeah no it doesn't feel awesome you're like oh shit <laughs> yeah. i just spend all this time on a thing that nobody is going to care about <laughs> yeah i don't think you know that yet is what i'm saying i think i was saying that earlier and i'm still saying that like you don't know that yet there's not enough data like you can't know that you also can't know that that you you know should have spent the time on it mm-hmm. based off of it was a problem that I had. Like that was a mistake probably. Um, although I don't know. There's so many people that say, would say that that's not a mistake, that that's how you should do it. You should like, you solve your own problems. Right. Yeah. I personally don't, don't love that. Like I don't have a query builder problem. I've definitely seen like, I actually, I guess, Yes, I have. Like I've built a little filter thing for quite mm-hmm. a few clients over and over again. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we could have just dropped the query builder in there and then problem solved. Um, <laughs> it's really tough. It's really tough because there's such a vacuum of information. So the more data you have, the better. But yeah, that feeling is even when you do have information, I think that's the same. I get this. I'd have the same feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's always like you feel like it's not going to work. Oh yeah, so that, for sure. Like I just and then you, you combine that with no data, it's like, uh, yeah. And to to see people that I feel like have like much simpler things and have no shame, like not shame, but like no, um, like they're not self conscious about it. They're just like, look, I built this really I awesome thing, and I'm like, wait, I. I I already do that. Like I, I do that myself. I've never needed like a third party service for it. And then their third party service just takes off. And I'm like, wait, like 
that seems super easy to me. Why do people care about this? <laughs> and so that's just, I'm just, so I can't give up on it now because I feel like I've done that several times before. Yeah, that would, that would probably be a mistake because it doesn't, you'd have like not a lot of data. You have some data, some positive data, maybe a few glimpses of like negative data, not much, but a little, but mostly the data that you have says, yeah, there's something, there's something here, maybe. Uh, and then you have like not that much work to put right. it out there and yeah. see if there's a thing. So then the question just was going to become like, how much time should I spend on it? It's really tough. Yeah. But you should not give up. And then what do I want to know some examples of like these little things that people do? And like, how do you know that they're successful? And then how do you know that they didn't feel self-conscious or self-doubting while they were doing it? I don't know the last one. It just seems like they're when they're posting things, they're just not afraid. Like they're not afraid to just sh- share everything. And I meanwhile, I'm thinking like, is this good enough? Oh, people like people aren't going to use this. It's stupid. And I'm seeing them post like, look at this amazing thing I did. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but it's not amazing, but it doesn't matter because everyone else is like, Hey, this was great. I'll sign up for it. Here's my money. (laughs) So frustrating. (laughs) Have you ever seen anybody in our group of, in our little community of entrepreneurs do a thing and not, have doubts about it do a thing and not have doubts about it um ever no i think everyone has i mean i think everyone has doubts about the things that they're they're launching Mm -hmm. yeah and then you're looking at them and you're like you know buckby is you know doing some thousands of dollars of Mm -hmm. mrr it's like this is never gonna work yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) and it's like the chart is going up and to the right for years yeah we're gonna work I know. It's never going to work. <laughs> I know. I don't know anybody that doesn't struggle with that stuff and struggle with like uh, that. I think that is the every, everybody has that feeling. That's universal. Uh, like at some point, I feel like I bet it goes away over time. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't actually seen it. Everybody that I know is still still has it. Yeah. And worries about it. Um, I felt less, I felt more confident with my second product, but again, each one of those, I had quite a bit of data and I wasn't like a wide house guess. And I was also like, had resources to lean on like a list and an audience of people that I knew were interested in this topic and this thing. And right. so like, you know, I, so that's helps because with those kinds of products, you have to spend quite a bit of time like working on it before you can even get to the point where you're comfortable pre-selling it before it exists, you know? So you're meanwhile, you're like, well, okay, I did this research and now it's time for me to spend three weeks, four weeks of my life, you know, if I'm full-time on it or potentially months, if I'm part-time on it, like yeah. all my spare time on this thing. And then I won't know if it works until I actually try um, and I don't know if there's a way to not feel nervous about that. Who wouldn't like that's, uh, I, I wonder that I wonder if like with, Hey, right. Like how long did they work? On that? <laughs> how much money did they spend on that? Yeah. To feel comp and like, did they feel confident that they were going to get an ROI? I mean, it seems obvious in retrospect that you could do a better email client and 
and it would work. Like if you had the capability to do it, but yeah. there's no, I, surely they had some doubts. Oh, I'm sure they did. They had some flops too. They did have some flops. That. Yeah. Just getting over my own doubts is quite difficult. <laughs> I think, I think the, I think the answer is maybe do more research and then just kind of go for it. Just write a very specific Laravel for now landing page. And then um, Barry said he can get the Ruby thing done for Andrew in about four or five hours. So then get Andrew using it. And at that point, if we have Laravel and Ruby, we maybe get some people and put it in the Heroku marketplace. And I feel like there's just money sloshing around there. I feel like maybe a plugin or something like the different marketplace might make more sense for this. Cause like, especially like it's an authoring context and I'm like, I'm writing this now. How am I going to do syntax highlighting? Mm-hmm. Google Gatsby. Actually, I should just do that. Gatsby syntax highlighting. Code syntax highlighting. Auto completing already. Nice. Gatsby remark prism JS. So there's like a prism, you know, package for this. Yeah. Oh, they got plugins. So Gatsby JS has a plugins library. Add stylish cards and syntax highlighting code. I think remark is yeah. a markdown thing. So this is a plugin for Gatsby's remark. Oh, it's an official plugin. So this is a Gatsby. Gatsby maintained one. Gatsby remark highlight code. Gatsby so Remark, yeah, Gatsby Remark Prism is official. It is 177,000 downloads. That's way more than uh, Gatsby Remark Prism. Yeah, 177,000. The unofficial ones, significantly less. So is it? Is so if it's official, that means it's maintained by the company behind Gatsby JS. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so this looks this looks to me like an adapter between Remark and Prism and Gatsby maintains it. So they rely on Prism and then they use it for Remark, which is probably a markdown parser that they use. So it takes all your markdown files, turns it into HTML and this plugin bridges the gap over to Prism. So then this is like, okay, well, why, why don't so help actually this is an actual question why don't mm-hmm. i want to use prism um a couple of things one prism gets a lot of stuff wrong in terms of its language parsing um two you don't have i'm trying to look for um yeah, you have to use one of the Prism themes, which is probably fine. They have some good themes. Some people really care about um, their theme. Um, so with us, you could use any VS Code theme anywhere. Um, and then three is the... Um, it looks like Prism has line numbering, but then the stuff like code block collapsing, line highlighting, line focusing... Um, get, you know, get, add and remove that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's really geared for like documentation and blog posts. So you can help 
like you can um, draw attention to certain parts of the code as you're going. And that's a lot of what, that's a lot of what Dave does. If you've ever looked at Dave's react confirmation modal state machine by Dave Sedia, you can see here. I'll select this too. You can see on Dave's, on Dave's blog, um, as he goes, you can tell like he's kind of building up an example and he's highlighting the lines that you need to pay attention to. I don't think he has focus and blur. He does. He has focus and blur. Um, so I'll select you this screenshot. Like the, the line he wants you, the line that he's talking about is focused and the other lines are blurred out. Um, and then if you hover over it, it, the whole thing comes into focus. And so doing something like this in prism is without writing a whole bunch of your own JavaScript is not possible. Okay. So I get a few more features. It's a little bit nicer. Yeah. It's a little less buggy Mm -hmm. and I get more themes. Mm -hmm. And I'll show you, um, one other example. I just pulled this one off of um, a Laravel guy. I just pulled this off his blog. So look at the one on the left. That's his. And about halfway down, do you see where it says listeners? And then it opens an array and it has a worker starting class. Do you see that? All right. So loading Dave's post here oh no i just slacked you a new screenshot did oh screenshot here we go yep very very bottom yep. so the bottom half of his screenshot all the text is white do you see that yep and yep. then i did a comparison with our engine on the right the bottom half it's highlighted like it's actual php like highlighted like it should be oh uh, yep yep and so his is using i think his is using hljs which is highlight and then like it it tries really hard, but it's not like, it's not catching the whole language because it's not doing like tokenization. It's just kind of looking at syntax. And so on the left, you see it getting it wrong. And on the right, you see it getting it right. Um, And so that, that's another reason why these front end, these front end libraries just don't have as much horsepower and they're not using the VS code engine. So it's, it's just worse. Okay. So this is not like a lot better, but it's definitely better. It's definitely better. And depending on like, if you're like, if you're Dave, you care about that, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, maybe the pitch is like syntax highlighting that actually works. And then, like, use any theme, highlight, call out code. Uh, what's another cool ja- thing? JavaScript free. Nobody cares. Well, I don't know. I guess people care about No that. build step is, I mean, for me, and I think for a lot of Laravel people, that's a big one. Well, it's kind of, it's no build step, but I still have to, like, call it in my template and then make sure that it's cached. So that way I'm not, like, calling it over and over again. Um, I have to figure that out. No, you just add the markdown extension and it does all that for you. Mm, okay. 
like for whatever framework you're using. Yeah, so you would just you would just go to your Markdown in Laravel and add the Torchlight Markdown extension, and it would handle caching and handle um, calling the API, and it handles all that for you. Okay, and if you did it in some other system, you would figure out how to do all that. Exactly. Well. So what Barry is writing is he's writing a common marker which is the Ruby version, the common marker extension so that Andrew doesn't have to change anything. He just adds one line that says, you know, torchlight extension. And now his code is going to be shipped off to the API, brought back and put into the HTML. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super cool. So yeah, I uh, yeah, mean, that's so. Like... <laughs> no, it's really nice. I was definitely, I think I've, switch over my stuff to use it for sure uh just trying to think yeah i mean if the pain here is so we're just guessing right but yeah the pain it seems to be your syntax highlighting doesn't work all the time and uh um that's really it Right? That's the only real pain here? Um, it depends on who you are. Another big pain is getting all of... If you're to use one of the front-end libraries, it's to get it oh, all... Oh, yeah, and your build step yeah. is complicated. I mean, it, it's not really... Like, all I do is, like, yarn install, yarn add, you know, highlight JS, and then drop it in my application.js thing, and then it just works on any pre-tag. I'm guessing that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, but if you wanted to use, like if you wanted to use the one, like if you wanted to get the syntax right, you would have to have a build step like Miguel was talking about. So either you're comfortable getting the syntax all wrong or sometimes wrong and not having like the highlight call out features or you have to kind of roll your own build step to do it yourself. And even then you don't get the call out features because those are custom to us. So again, though, it's really the pain is syntax highlighting is busted sometimes. Yeah. In the other solutions. Yeah. And that's why you did all this work instead of just using a one liner, like highlight JS or prism thing. Right. Because it was, because the syntax highlighting was broken often enough that it sucked. Yeah. And it was, it was broken often enough and I couldn't focus especially in documentation, I couldn't focus on the parts of the code I was talking about. So it would just be like a giant okay. code block instead of like, you know, the code block from above, but with a couple of line, new lines highlighted, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. I think I have an idea for what a, a good pain dream fix uh, formula could be for the landing page if you wanted to try that formula. And I think it would also make it clearer what it is. So... Essentially, the only pain that we could really come up with based on what we know, uh, based on like, if we're going even just off of like, why did you do it? And if we're just going off of like you uh, solving your own pain, the pain is it wasn't highlighting your code properly, like in a really bad and broken way, right? That's right. Yeah. So, and then that was also the same problem. A few other people mentioned on Twitter probably the same problem Dave was having. Uh, so let's roll with that. So you could be like, don't, you know, like use better copy than this, but essentially it would be like syntax highlighting that actually works. 
And then the uh, <laughs> I said, don't do that. <laughs> you could say, you know, highlight JS and Prism JS uh, often fail to highlight your code the right way, right? So something better, but essentially point out like, and then here's what Prism JS gives you: screenshot of code. Like you showed me in the Slack with an arrow to the unhighlighted code. And then, and then you could be like, if you use Torchlight, we use, you know, the Visual Studio, blah, blah, blah thing, um, which will always get your syntax highlighting right. Picture of the same code, but with like Torchlight. Ta da. Yeah, really simple. Like, so you got your pain, dream, fix, and then the fix will just be because it's for developers. You could just be like, "Here's the install mm-hmm. steps, and then here's the buy button," uh, and and then done. And I would have a free yeah. tier personally. Yeah, I think we will. To like a, I don't know, some small like maybe or maybe like a trial, thirty days or something like that, and then yeah, no more than ten yeah. bucks a month. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, you so you do the land. First of all, just do the landing page until people understand it, because that's problem one. Because nobody understood yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think that I think that's the case. I'm going to do the landing page till people understand it. I'm going to scope it down right now to just primarily Laravel, just because all of that is finished and it's very easy to easy to demonstrate. Because um, I can do like actual install commands because it's installable. Um, And then I'm going to start going on Twitter and asking, you know, who's using Jigsaw, which is a static site generator in Laravel that this would plug nicely into. Who's using Jigsaw? Anybody, you know, using, there's another package that, is anybody using this? Want to try something else? And then I've written a blog post on my personal site um, about how I do all of this. And it's got links out to Torchlight. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's probably it. Submit it to Laravel News. Um, I think the first step is just write the blog or write the landing page for Laravel until it is crystal clear. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Really good. Okay, well, I shall try that. We'll see where that goes. All right, man. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for all the help. Yeah, no problem. I wish that we'd found more data. Yeah, that's okay.